Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepared to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December 11th, 2022, and this is episode 618, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a 3-2 and two week of Pacers basketball with games against... Portland, Golden State. I'm sorry, a two and three week. It was a two and three week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and three week. Way way to give me hope, Joe. Way to give me hope. (laughs) Golden State. And I was reading the teams. I was like, no, we lost more of those games. Golden State, (laughs) Minnesota, Washington, and Brooklyn. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out this week and a sad goodbye to my dog, Doc, who uh, left us after 11 good years with me. Colson pointed out it was a quarter of my life. That is uh, a long time. And it has been a rough week in the triplet uh, household here. And... Uh, we were missing him dearly. So, anyway, shout out. Don't want to take up too much time. No, shout out. Shout, shout out, Doc. Doc. Colson, where are you? Are you still in? Uh... I'm in Asheville, just because I'm in Okay, you're still in Asheville. <laughs> you're, you're slightly different background. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, missing Harper this week, uh, but also, uh, yeah, just a repeat of, of uh, missing Doc. Uh, I think, was it our very first Undebeaticon that uh, Doc was on? Um, I think I think Doc is uh, an honorary Undebeatable. Uh, he was a part of uh, everything we've done here, so this is, uh, we, he will be sorely missed for sure. Yeah, no, he was definitely there. He, uh, uh, and he's been on the show many times uh, in the <laughs> yes. form of bed scratching, uh, uh, or drinking loudly water. drinking water, <laughs> or shaking uh, his collar, somehow making way more noise than he ever does before. Only that's, when we're recording. So. That's right. Yeah. Shout out. We've got five games to talk about, but before we get into those, I wanted to remind listeners they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. So, busy week of basketball. The the uh, 
West Coast road swing is finishing up, and the Pacers are coming back home. Uh, first game was to the over. I mean, I'd say overrated Portland Trail Blazers. <laughs> game was on Sunday, December fourth, and Portland wins this one, one sixteen to one hundred. Uh, standouts on the Portland side: Jeremy Grant, twenty-eight points. Uh, Lillard only had twenty-one, so I think we can uh, consider that a win in our books. No, we can't. We'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying here. I'm trying to, trying to <laughs> put some put some shine on this one. Buddy Heald looked pretty good. Twenty, twenty-two and eleven. Uh, Miles Turner dropping twenty-four points and uh, nine rebounds for the big guy. Second game of the week, we're going to talk probably a little bit more about this one. Golden State, Monday, December 5th, and Pacers win this one 112-104. Pacers do take down a fully stocked Golden State team. Uh, Buddy Heald still dropping those points, 17-9. And, and uh, of course, the, the story is uh, Nembhard, 31 points, 13 assists, uh, 8 rebounds. From our the the, the nearly thir- thirty one point triple double from our second round draft hmm. pick rookie against the champs, yeah, against the champs. So right, Prop- against the champs, and they they was only their second loss at home of the season. Whatever, we'll, we'll get definitely into get into this one. <laughs> Third game of the week, last game of the road trip, Wednesday, December seventh. Pacers taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they lose this one, 115-121. Um, Pacers started off slow, made a nice run back, and then uh, uh, dipped off towards the end of the game. But uh, D'Angelo Russell was was uh, was looking pretty good, 28 points on the Minnesota side. Anthony Edwards, 26-8, and... Eight with six steals also. And Tyrese Halliburton, 26 points, 15 assists. Looking real good here. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into this one too. Back home, uh, the Pacers take on the Washington Wizards Friday, December 9th, and they beat them like they should. 121-111. And on the Pacers' side, uh, Buddy Heald. 28 points. He's 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 been quite the consistent score. Tyrese Halliburton 23 and 11. Porzingis goes off on us pretty good. 29 points, nine rebounds, and Kyle Kuzma 27 on his side too. Last game of the week, Saturday, December 10th. Pacers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. I think for the last time for the for the season. We've already met them four times. Pacers lose 136, 133, and I think the number that was probably the most interesting was the I think 29 offensive rebounds that the 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 Nets picked up. Also, of note, these players did not play: Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons. TJ Warren. <laughs> so they're top eight guys. Yeah, basically. Edmund Sumner, Patty Mills, Marquise Morris. Those are the starters that I am the most familiar with. <laughs> so, Joe, I, look, the reason I'm a little grumpy going into this is largely because of this game. Uh, I, 
Otherwise, I thought it was a great game of basketball. Um, I Tyrese Halliburton, let's just mention this, was 7 of 8 for 3 that game, too, with 35 points. Yeah. Yeah. And had double-figure assists like he always does, yep. right? Yeah. Because that's what he does. We just stopped playing defense. We just didn't play defense in this game. It was one of those games where it's like, hey, let's outscore the other team, and this will be fun. And, and that stuff gets annoying to me, especially when you're playing guys that you've never heard of. Like, you've got to play a little bit of defense because any team in the league, even if it's their third unit, is a professional. They're professional players, and they can score points if you don't put a hand in their face. And this is one of those games. Really frustrating. For Sumner me. had a, Sumner had a score to settle too. Sure, I mean I agree with that, but he also shouldn't be allowed to do what he did. Um, if anybody gave a shit about defense, this game, um, this was one of those things where we're just gonna have fun because this team doesn't have their top players, so we just go score and win. The difference between a good team and a bad team is teams that play defense, and we did not do that this game. Very frustrating. Outside of that, um, Portland game, it was Dame's first game back after being gone for a while. And what he provides is what won this game. And it happened, I watched I watched this game and and um, we were in we were winning this game most of the time or we were in it or we were I felt like we were dominating defensively. And then he pulls up from 35 feet. That's what Dame does. And it just is backbreaking every time. You you play great defense for, you know, twenty two seconds, and then he's just like, oh yeah, I got a forty footer, and it just it it he, yeah he only scored twenty one points, but I think, I think he had my memory is of it is that there were three three pointers from beyond thirty feet at like crucial moments in this game, um, and so I'm giving this one to Dame. Um, uh, the Minnesota game was really entertaining, back and forth, really exciting. I think uh, Gobert went ahead and won this game down the stretch for them. Um, a team playing defense, you know, we had guys trying to drive in the lane, and Gobert just blocked it. He dunked it. He did. He did the things he's supposed to do. That's why they paid him all this money. That's why they traded all these draft picks for him. He won this game for them. Um, so yeah, those are the losses. Jason, did you see any of the victories? Uh, I did not. I tried to watch the Wizards game, and I live in the D.C. area, as you guys know. So it yeah, you should just turn on the easy. local local you know broadcast. Yeah, but for some reason that I'm still not clear on, the <laughs> NBA was blacked out on YouTube TV, at least in the D.C. area. I have no idea why. And so I couldn't watch the game. I listened to it on oh, the radio. Nice. I was able to listen to it, listen to Mark and Slick. So that was good. Um, and then I caught the uh, yeah the the end of the Brooklyn game, the second half of the Brooklyn game, uh, which was it, I would say this game and the Minnesota game were uh, the same story of when this team fails miserably. What often happens is they don't control the glass or even compete on the glass and so they got out rebounded by almost 30 in the brooklyn game and by 20 in the minnesota game and that was the difference and i mean down the stretch 
when Brooklyn was fighting back in that game, we gave up two offensive rebounds on free throws. Mm. Mm. And, like, not, like, weird, quirky, like, long rebounds that went out to the three-point line. Like, just your standard nobody boxing out situation. Mm. Um, and that that type of stuff is backbreaking and, and very, very frustrating to watch. Um, I think it should be said, like, the... The guys, I think, deserve a fair amount of credit for um, the way they fought in the Portland game and the Golden State game, missing Tyrese Halliburton in both of those games. I mean, this is the guy that's been the driver of the ship the entire year, and they were at least competitive. And indeed, like you said, Joey Nimhard went off for a nearly 30-point triple-double against Golden State. So, Jason, to I, I don't want to interrupt you, but like uh, for uh, last week, we talked about how the the Lakers game was the game of the year. Um, it was so fun. Mm. Nimard hits the, the game winner. This was more fun. I mean, we went into Golden State, the defending champs, and um, they had their full squad, and we didn't have our starting point guard. Uh, nor did nor we, did we have, have Miles Turner, Turner so our starting center, yeah. and. Nimhar went bananas. I I just I could not get over how much I loved this game. It was so fun. <laughs> like watching Nimhard play, um, he's just playing at a different pace. Like he just is kind of doing his own thing, and he has this weird, awkward kind of lean away, fading to his left thing, and it keeps going in. It keeps going in, and he hit what five three pointers in that game, something like that. Um, and you know, 13 assists, he was unstoppable, unreal, and hit all of the big shots down the stretch. Just yeah, an absolute to me, an absolute amazing game. I mean, you know, all the, the newspaper articles the next day were like, This is a game he'll never forget. This is the game of his lifetime. And I'm like, I don't think that this, this guy's dumb, you know, he's yes, he was the 31st draft pick, but I think if you redraft, like, this guy's a top you know, 15 player. Um, I think this guy's got a long career. He's just, he's also our best perimeter defender. <laughs> like, I mean, this guy's yeah. for real. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and, and what you said there at the, uh, or alluded to the, the clutch shots, that was the thing that stood out to me was, you know, this game was the, the, the Pacers came in and were in control for a lot of the game, like up most of the game. And then Golden State sort of clawed their way back. And this is a common theme uh, for the Warriors the last couple of years is they'll let teams like play and get ahead or whatever, but then they just like slowly work their way back. Yeah, then Clay Thompson like, hits yeah, seven three points. We're going to win this game. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it was set up to do that. And, you know, Golden State had tied it or even taken the lead in the middle of the fourth yep. quarter. And then that's when it became Andrew Nemhard time. Mm-hmm. Like it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so fun to see, and the 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 team just rallying around him too was was fun. And it's electric to watch. We we don't normally link to actual gameplay, but like there is, you can watch the last six minutes of that game on YouTube. It's totally worth doing because you're right. We're yeah. down when this thing starts, and Nimhard just takes over. Freaking yeah. amazing. Yeah, look for more of that coming up this season <laughs> i mean i don't know about that i mean i mean i mean so here's the thing right um you know our uh, tyler's halliburton is our best player by far but 
you know, the ball in Neymar's hands seem to seems to be a good thing as well. Um, is this a one-two punch at point guard for the future, or you know, Neymar right now has been playing the the two guard for us, which is nice to have another ball handler and defender. You know, you talk about um, the the rebounding, Jason, and I wonder if you know we're playing a lot of. Uh, you know, essentially, we're just playing three guard lineups because we don't have small forwards on this team, right? Um, right. And both Jalen Smith and 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 Miles Turner get bullied on the boards; they just do. And we've got no large three to go in there. Um, you, you start to wonder whether this is going to be a problem all season long. Although it wasn't in the first, you know, ten twenty games. Do you see that teams are doing something different here, or are we just coming back to the mean? I think the level of activity, the delta between the activity of our team and the activity of the other team is evened yeah, out. I think that's like right. I think early on we were out competing and just catching guys by surprise by how much energy we were bringing, and now that you know teams are aware of that, that on we're the scouting real small. report. <laughs> Yeah, that we're super. Uh, yeah, so it's twofold, right? I think it's yeah, it's known that we can be taken advantage of inside, and then second of all, teams aren't caught by surprise. I don't think at the level of activity that we do have or whatever. So yeah, I mean the frustrating one is that the the amount of offensive rebounds that we give up. Right, we talked about this with the Clippers game when right. uh, Zubac had a. 12 rebounds on the offensive end alone <laughs> like you just those are just backbreakers because when you're playing bad defense uh and then even when the team misses a shot they get their own rebound like you're it's just hard to win games like that whether this will be a trend going forward i i don't know but i suspect so i don't see any knight in shining armor coming back that's going to pr- give us any size at the in the front court uh and Miles Turner is going to be Miles Turner. Like, you know, he's he's done a lot better job rebounding this year. Yeah, I should say, for sure. you know, give him mm-hmm. give him credit, right? But um, he still is. You know, his ceiling isn't that high. He's not going to be a twelve rebound a night guy, right? So. No, he he has he has proven to be bigger and tougher in the paint. He's scoring better down low than he ever has in his career, um, and. His rebounding average is up over his his career uh, averages, but he's not somebody you're right who's ever going to grab twenty rebounds or whatever. And maybe he did. Actually, yeah. he probably did. I mean, at one point. The other <laughs> thing that needs to be solved is really just like at the point of attack defensively, um, we're not that effective. I mean, teams are outscoring us in the paint by wide, wide margins. Part of that is due to the offensive rebounds and putbacks, right? But also. The reason they're getting those offensive rebounds is that the defense is getting broken down so much that people are having to come over and help and um, collapse and whatnot, and and that's opening up weak side rebounds. And Jason, part of this is stuff. by design. I mean, part of this is uh, this looks to me a little bit like I don't know early two thousands uh, Pacer defense, right? Where your sure. your shooting guard and your point guard aren't great. Uh, perimeter defenders and so their job is to team defensively filter into the middle um so that jermaine o'neill can block that shot 
you know. And if that's what we're doing here, where Miles Turner has to block the shot, he's capable of doing it. He can lead the league in block shots. But it's not that hard to design an offense uh, where you've drawn Miles Turner away from the basket. You know, we are getting broken down yeah. from that point of attack. I mean, it's a guards league. I get that, but um, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Also, yeah, if you're gonna shoot thirty-five footers and hit them, like there's no, there's only so much I can do. Shout out Dame Lillard. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we're trying to outscore teams, but inevitably we're gonna have nights that we don't shoot that well. Well, um, but we're hitting like. 17, 18, 19 three-pointers a, ga- a we're, game. Yeah, we're really totally. good. But, like, For we sure. still lost to Brooklyn C team because we couldn't play defense. And that was with our full yep. outside of Chris Duarte. We outshot them 21-9 to nine from the three-point line. Yeah. Like, so and that's they not still the did whatever they, they still won that game. We had a yeah, chance at the end. We shot 55% from the floor. Yeah. So you're right. It's not, uh, that's not the only thing. Yeah, I just again, you know, um, I need I need my team to play a little bit of defense because if your plan is to outscore the other team, you can get by beat by any team in the league. You just can. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, did you watch any games this week? Um, I saw I, I saw like bits and pieces here and there. So it was it was a tough week. Um, you know, just with the lack of time uh, with the with the with the young one and. and and to be quite honest, uh, the the West Coast games mm, are sure. brutal. They're rough. They're rough. And then, uh, so I usually, you know, already see the score by the, by the next day. And then, uh, and then it's World Cup season, baby. So mm. <laughs> uh, there's been, you know, a lot of that. You know, normally my my TV watching is uh, it's been a lot of a lot of soccer. So um, I'm I'm excited uh, uh, on that front. I mean, and that's over soon too. So. But um, we're down to the semifinals, starting real soon here. And uh, and but yeah, on, so on the basketball we, side, we, we got uh, uh, Croatia took out Brazil they on did. penalties. Yeah, despite a brilliant goal from Neymar in extra time. Well, with the response back in, in the 120th minute. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. From Croatia to tie it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then they are taking on uh, Argentina, right, in that yep. semifinal. And, and I don't know if you saw that Argentina-Netherlands game, which was e- equally insane. Absolutely um, bananas, yeah. It was. It was Argentina going up 2-0, and with 10 minutes left, 80 minutes into the game, it was still 2-0. And I believe it was like a 40-year-old sub um comes on scores two goals uh, for the netherlands and then argentina wins it on penalties um so what happened so i didn't catch all of that game what happened when there was like a foul a dutch player like had the ball on the <laughs> on the left side of the field or something i know exactly gets, what you're talking about. gets fouled and the referee blows the whistle and then an argentinian dude is like mad that they blow the whistle so he rifles basically a shot <laughs> into the the dutch bench like that was insane and so then like so then the whole dutch bench just comes onto the field and like tries to murder this guy what happened the the tension had been really picking up uh the 
you know, preview because I think it was the game was getting a little testy, and then um, you know when um, you know there there had been some chances and and uh, go, you know goals started getting scored and and um, the game had just been getting testy. There had been some you know uh, uh, challenges with the keeper, and keepers don't like that, and you know kind of get up and, and some jaw and stuff. And and I, I I don't know the specifics, but then the whole that the, from that point on the, the game was was pretty pretty snippy but yeah i think it was i think you could like make a case that you're trying to just clear the ball out of play or (laughs) or stop it but yeah it was a line drive from like 15 yards away from the bench (laughs) just just smashed it into the the reserves and they weren't fans of that so uh, i had never seen anything like that don't you think (laughs) it was wildly entertaining (laughs) never seen Um, anything like that no, it was Ever like a big foul. Like, was yeah, crazy. it was a big foul, and then the guy who fouled him, yeah, comes up and just smashes the ball onto the bench. And then afterwards, so after the penalties, there was like um, between the players, it, the stuff I was reading is basically saying that the Dutch were the instigators on this. But like, so when the penalties are taking, all the two keepers are like in the you know near the goal, and they just you know alternate, and then all of the players are essentially like at midfield, and they're all kind of together you know you stay with your team generally but apparently there was like some some interference from some players and there was like a bunch of trash talking which doesn't i don't know i've seen a lot of penalty shootouts and it's normally like you're just wishing your guys the best and it seemed like there was a lot of trash talking during those and um so basically after the argentine team won they uh like as they were running to congratulate the you know the you know to to go celebrate with their team they're also simultaneously talking talking trash back to the <laughs> the Dutch team who just you know got sent home so it was real testy uh you know you you don't see a lot of that at this you know at at the world cup but we also have seen weird stuff too like Zidane did that dumb thing uh, oh yeah many years ago which uh uh Colson, you remember that the <laughs> Headbutted no. a guy in the stomach, basically. Like, yeah. uh, in it was like an uh, injury time of the World Cup final, basically. Yeah, or maybe extra time, even. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it was yeah. late, late, late. <laughs> Got red yeah. carded and yeah, game over, basically. Some Italian dude. Okay, and then on the other side of the bracket, we got this amazing story of Morocco, the first African nation to make it to a, a World Cup semifinal. Yep. They they're marching their way across the Iberian Peninsula. So they took out Spain, then they took out Portugal. Now they're turning back around and they're going to take on France. All countries that have like spent a lot of time invading Morocco, executing what do they call those things? Uh, not conquests. What were they? Crusades. And Morocco is just. Uh, been fantastic they've been electric yeah. throughout this whole tournament it's wild they've been great and then france advances despite the fact that uh uh oh that yeah that's right uh harry kane uh had a chance to score a, a penalty to tie it up it was pretty and awesome just roofs yeah it, it was, was a really great kick just barely roofed it yeah well i think that's how they scored the first goal uh was also a harry kane penalty right yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so Oh, did we did we mention uh, Croatia? 
Oh, uh, yeah, it's, we a, did. it's a yeah, beautiful yeah. country. I've been there multiple times. I, I highly <laughs> recommend it. Yeah, no, they're they're in the freaking semifinals, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So so who you got? Yeah. Oh, I still got France. I picked That's France at the beginning of this thing. I still got France. Okay. Yeah. They're definitely the most talented team. Yeah. By far. I would I would like Morocco or Croatia. Argentina's won it before, so they're good. I want Morocco or Croatia sure. to do it. They have, but I would love to see Messi win one. I've been a has he know, never like, won like one? much of the world. He's never won the World Cup. You know, he's, he's won, won every he's won. other freaking title. Like every time he plays. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's the World Cup, so he's not won that. So it'd be it'd be great. I've just been a big you know been been a big fan, and he's he's you know worked worked very hard, and it's clearly very important to him. Um, so that's that's who I'm taking. All right, but it'd be fun. We'll but see. I like all the we'll there. I like we'll all see. the teams. So there's there's no losers here except the people right. who lose, but <laughs> and the countries that lose and sure. yeah. Joe, um, I, I think there's a metaphor here about uh, the brackets here because Argentina versus Morocco. You don't know what it is, do you? Right. Okay. And it's France versus Croatia, or is it the other way around? No, other way around. No. Argentina, Croatia. Argentina, Croatia, France, and then France, Morocco. You've got some heavyweights versus some some uh, um, underdogs. Yep. I think what you have to do is play a perfect game to beat, you know, to beat the better team. And uh, the Pacers uh, aren't real good at that. No, I, I, I think that, that uh, the way the guys have been playing, I think um, you're getting a good night from Buddy Heald almost every night. You're getting a fairly productive... Way more steady production from Miles Turner than we have ever in his career. Um, and Halliburton's been electric. Matherin is the best rookie in the league. And it's not enough. Uh, we're not pulling it together. You're right. I mean, well, yeah. And we're starting to hit the meat of the schedule, right? I mean, you posted on Slack that uh, as of whenever it was Wednesday or something like that, our previous strength of schedule was like the easiest in the league and our up our remaining strength of schedule is like the second hardest or something yeah so we were based on based on uh point yeah differential based on point differential and uh strength of yeah, strength of schedule we played the right. second easiest schedule uh, up to this point and then we're going to play the second hardest for the remaining of the season so yeah it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly, team. Yep. Uh, so this week the boys continue their homestand Monday, hosting the Miami Heat, uh, and then Wednesday a quick rematch again in the Fieldhouse against the Golden State Warriors, uh, who are gonna be out for blood. Friday travel to Cleveland to play the. Cavaliers and Sunday back home to face the New York Knickerbockers. It's a five o'clock start for the Pacers. What was the first game? Just weird. Miami. Okay, so Miami's they're a little bit trying to figure out who they are right now and they've had a bunch of injuries. But I think they're still in like sixth, right? 
Yeah, they're garbage. No, they're below. Oh, they're eleventh or something. But anyway, I feel like they're right around. I feel like they're at a point where um, their record is very similar to ours, and they either can figure this out or fall apart. Um, so they are they're twelve and fifteen as okay. Point. My assumption is that they're gonna beat the snot out of us. Um, sure. And then I think that uh, Golden State um, comes in and. Swings real hard, punches in the mouth, and then we come back in the fourth quarter and win that one again somehow. We're just going to sweep mm. the champs. Nice. Um, and then, oof, man, Cleveland's, I think Cleveland is is the top class of the East. Um, I'm assuming, even if they have half their players injured, I assume we're out on that one. And then, last game? The Knicks. Who are tied with us? We should win that one. They've won four straight. We should win that one, but we somehow probably won't. Like Obi Toppin will go crazy or something stupid. So I'm going one and three, and we mm. beat Golden State. <laughs> what a hater! Right on, right on, Joey. What you got? We're sweeping this week, dude. Like sweeping dude. as in sweeping for uh, Victor Webanyama. Like zero oh and four, or are we sweeping it like we're gonna win them all? We're, we're we got to win them all. We're 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 out of the victor zone. You know, there's no mm. there's no reason to tank anymore. We're we're too good for that. Uh, our our souls are too pure. I think <laughs> that we're we're on the way to the well. Top. Now, uh, Jason, you and I have talked about this. I don't know if we've done it on air though. That um, basically you can win as many games as you want until twenty five. Based mm-hmm. on the odds for the lottery, so that's right. Joey, ultimately, we we're not too pure yet. We haven't won too many games. We can still collapse and only win another twelve games the rest of the season and still be in great position for uh, Victor Wimanyama. You you tell Halliburton and Mathurin <laughs> that and see. I don't I don't want to get beat up. No. no, so we're winning we're winning all okay. these games. All right. Obi Toppin. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> well, we'll be back with you on Thursday. And until then, you can hit us up on all the social medias, including Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message or... Email us, shout out at the undebeatables.com. And on our website slash store, we still got small shirts left. If you want a small shirt, that's where you get them. Uh, for the architect, Teddy Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Slick Leonard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. You Yeehaw. think your uh, neighbors in the hotel heard that? No, I, I, I didn't scream it loud enough. Okay. Uh, next yeah, show. next show. I'll definitely do a dying cat impersonation or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You could also do it after we get off the call and then just splice it in later. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you don't have just to so listen to, have to it? it? Yeah, yeah. Or sure. because like there'll be like the cops will be involved and stuff. It'll be a big. To like splice it and cut it, yeah. That was that was fun. I think we should do another one. 
Sounds good. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs>